Chapter 2. Deja Vu. They trudged up some shallow log steps which gave way to a precarious slope. Lo and behold, before them stood the treehouse in all its glory. They lifted their heads up to take it all in. It was hauntingly beautiful, and even though they'd seen pictures on the internet, the true image held far more of an impact. The craftsmanship was just marvellous in all manner of ways. A tingle ran down Kaz's spine and her heart felt like it skipped a beat as a peculiar feeling bubbled inside and a sense of nostalgia took hold. The feeling of deja vu was extraordinary, even though she had never been there before. What do you think, Kenny? She shivered despite the sunshine as they reached the foot of the fluted walkway with a sense of trepidation. The treehouse was built upon a platform in the red cedar trees and the walkway flexed as they made their way up. The treehouse certainly had a unique charm. As they reached the platform, they were delighted to find a table with candles and lanterns and to the side, a hammock that was just calling Kenny's name. To the right of the table lay the sleeping pod containing no more than a double bed. The artistry was simply beautiful with little windows and wooden beams and every little detail was thought of. Kenny was particularly impressed with the little hooks for the headlamps and torches on the ceiling. However, Kaz was afraid to look too closely in fear of what she may see lurking in the corners of the woodwork. She hoped that she wouldn't be sharing her bed with any spiders. Kenny called from the other side of the platform. Check this out, Kaz! He pulled a thick, heavy curtain which hung between two wooden panels to reveal a tiny room with two facing seats. The board game Scrabble was on the drop-down table between them and there was a shelf in the room with two half-burned candles. The confessional, remarked Kaz. Wow, this place is well thought out, she said, noting the two tartan blankets and the box of candles under one of the seats. Oh, I'm glad it's summer and we won't be needing those blankets, said Kenny as he unzipped his rucksack to retrieve his nerdy science book. Before Kaz had a chance to say Huntsford Cops Treehouse, Kenny was in the hammock with a cheeky smile. However, before long, the book was resting on his nose and Kaz could hear a muffled snore coming from underneath. Chapter 2 Chapter 3 A Bucket in the Tree Kaz left him to relax while she went back to the ground level to put their food away. The kitchen was within 20 metres of the treehouse and consisted of a wooden hut with two gas hobs and a gas-powered fridge. In addition, there was a big box of mismatched crockery for the guests to make use of. A few more metres past the kitchen area, Kaz located the shower, which was nothing more than a bucket in the tree. She touched the back of her neck. It was so sweaty and hot from the journey that she longed to freshen up. It would mean heating up the water in the giant cast-iron kettle and pouring the water into the bucket, but she knew it would be worth it. She let down her straw-coloured hair from her ponytail, and that in itself was a release as it had been so tight. She used the rope to hoist the bucket above her head and secured the rope loop to the supporting plank of wood. Easy, she thought. The sun was remarkably warm when she slipped off her dress and stepped underneath the makeshift shower head. The water dribbled out with little force, but it was refreshing nonetheless. Kaz enjoyed the sensation of the water and the bubbles from the shampoo. As she washed herself, she heard the gentle rush of the wind through the leaves and the distant low of cattle. The sounds of nature were reassuring and pleasing to the ear. She continued to wash, but all of a sudden, what she was listening to changed, and now a more tuneful sound was heard. It began softly, 
a smooth melody drifting through the air. The dulcet tones sounded like those of a woman, though she couldn't quite place it. Whatever the sound was, it was hypnotising, like a pretty murmur, almost unworldly, and Kaz found herself gently humming along, not for one moment perturbed. Then, abruptly, a wave of uncertainty crashed over her as if she was plummeting back down to reality after a strange dream. Who's there? she shouted out. She grabbed her towel from the nearby branch and peeked over the Hessian shower curtain. Her eyes darted around the nearby bushes and up into the forest. She could still very much hear the strange murmur, but it was ever so slowly fading. Kaz tried to think logically. Could it have been a car stereo blazing out from miles away? or perhaps someone on a bicycle with one of those portable stereos in their backpack. She didn't know, but she was feeling drained and she just couldn't shake off the mysterious singing that she had heard echoing through the woods. So without further delay, she hurriedly made her way back to the treehouse to tell Kenny. Her thighs burned as she clambered up the hill, and she didn't manage the slope very well at all in flip-flops, having to momentarily stop to flip bark away from her toes. Kenny, she yelled, the only reply was the squawk of a crow. Typical, she thought. He's still asleep. She clambered up the fluted walkway, clutching her clothes and holding the towel tightly around her. Kenny, she cried again, but he wasn't in the hammock. Where was he? He hadn't gone to bed, surely. Kaz peeked into the sleeping pod, but Kenny wasn't in there either. On closer inspection of the hammock, Kaz came to the conclusion that wherever he was he had left in a hurry, he had not worn his sliders as they were strewn by the side of the hammock along with his nerdy science book and glasses. Perhaps he had gone to the loo, thought Kaz. Kenny, she hollered with increasing concern. This wasn't funny. Despite her panic, she almost expected Kenny to jump out at her from behind a branch, but he didn't. The leaves rustled and a peculiar whispering sound emanated from the woodland. It engulfed her entirely, so much so she could almost feel the strange whispers tickling her skin. She dropped her belongings on the deck, threw some clothes on, laced up her trainers and ran down to the ground level once more. Reaching the kitchen, she saw no sign of Kenny and then passing the toilet and finally at the fire pit area. But Kenny was nowhere to be seen. Kaz held her mobile phone up towards the heavens. Damn it, no signal. When they said this place was off the grid on the website, they sure meant off the grid. In a state of panic, she slumped down on one of the wooden benches and stared out into the Wiltshire countryside. If this was some kind of sick joke, Kenny was going to get it in the neck later. Kaz's attention was drawn to a helicopter soaring in the sky above, creating an awful racket in the otherwise peaceful countryside. It was one of those double-bladed ones, a Chinook, if Kaz recalled correctly. Kenny would have known for sure. With no sign of Kenny, Kaz rapidly began to lose her cool, becoming more unnerved by the second. The strange noises and sensations she was experiencing were not helping one bit. Suddenly, she heard a heavy panting and footsteps from the direction of the cheese. She jumped. She didn't know what to expect and from what direction, whatever it was, was coming from. Should she try to hide or run? It all happened so quickly and just a millisecond after she made the choice to run, the footsteps were right behind her back and a heavy hand landed right on her shoulder. She screamed a truly awful scream and turned around. Kaz, it's me! She turned. Kenny stood there, drained of all colour, as if he'd seen a ghost. Kenny, where on earth have you been? Kenny's face was a picture of pure confusion. I, I, I don't know. I, I fell asleep and I was dreaming. It was, it was a really vivid one, like, like it wasn't a dream at all. He paused and took a deep breath. A woman came to me while I was lying in the hammock. She was very pretty, I remember that, he said. 
Kaz rolled her eyes. And, she pressed. She was singing. He went on, recalling what he had seen in his dream. Kaz gasped. What? She was singing and she had the most beautiful, enchanting voice, Kaz. Kaz's jaw hung open in disbelief of what she was hearing. She too had heard the beautiful singing, but she hadn't been asleep. She pinched herself to check if she actually was awake right there and then. Ow! she squeaked. She was very much awake. It was so real, Kaz. The woman held up her hand and led me deep into the forest, one of those tall red cedar trees. Go on, said Kaz, intrigued and bemused by his somewhat familiar story. Well, it's all a bit blurry now, but what I do remember is with one hand she beckoned me to the tree, closer and closer, and she she kind of moved into the tree. With the other hand she pulled me towards her and still singing that strange kind of lullaby. It was all extremely hypnotising. And then? And then there was a terrifying growl or a roar or a lion or something. It was the strangest dream, Kaz. But the strange thing is, when I woke up, I wasn't in the hammock. I was by the stump of a tree and I didn't have my sliders on. No idea how I got there. I must have sleepwalked. The two of them hugged. Yes, my darling, you must have sleepwalked.